Well, good morning, Mark. Well, good morning, Johnny. How are you there, buddy? I am doing good. Um, you know, I had one of those uh, the small freakouts. You know, I'm I'm starting to get older, and I'm starting to, starting to realize that I need to take care of myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been waiting for like like a, a good almost month now to get my blood work back from from the doctor that I saw here. Um, which hey. Go universal healthcare, boo how fucking long it takes to get anything done sometimes. Mm. Um, but like I had a, a moment <sighs> recently where I just I'm like, oh, dude, you really you got to be taking care of yourself. And it came to me as I'm I'm in the middle of having like a like an American moment. OK, so in order to combat homesickness, my wife and I like to make American, quote unquote, meals. So things like macaroni and cheese or um oh what's another one that we like to make grilled cheese is a big one uh tuna like tuna melts things like that okay traditional like like it feels like what feels like american food yeah usually it's deep fried usually it's super saucy or super greasy all that sort of shit and after like a day of eating like a good fucking american i'm just i'm lamenting everything going through me in my body uh, and I'm I'm in the bathroom and just like expelling demons from myself and going, why, 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 you dumbass? Are you still eating like an American? You don't live in America anymore. Not to mention you don't have a fucking gallbladder to, to like digest this shit. And it just like helped me put some stock into what I need to be doing and where I could be going if I don't. And okay. like the best way I can explain this is uh, before I, I moved here, I was in real bad shape. I was considered pre-diabetic. And Jesus. so I've been trying a lot since I've been here. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a small dude and I have a large appetite. What, what can you say? I like steak. We all know this. Um, But, you know, pre-diabetic and all that stuff. So I, I made some lifestyle changes when we moved here. And they, I'm starting to fall into some other patterns. So I'm like, okay, what, what can I do to get out of these patterns? And I can't give up my American days. That helps me come back my homesickness. So I think I need to start exercising more, maybe go and do some more basketball. I run out of things to listen to, however, when I'm trying to do these exercises. So it's it's a hard thing. So, Mark, I, I guess I'm doing okay, but I need recommendations on shit to listen to, things to do. Well, I go out and exercise to kind of like bring me back around and distract me of the, the monotony and awfulness that is going out and actually getting exercise. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I I know exactly what you mean. You you know, since I've been on this new you know fun employment kick, I've been going to the gym frequently, and I have also kind okay. of had to relearn what it means to like, you know, jump on the rowing machine and just row for twenty minutes. And yeah, no, um, I like to listen to audiobooks, like to prep for two wizards. Um, I, okay. I I like to listen to you know. I'll be honest, I like anime fight songs. If I'm actually you know lifting somehow, Naruto. Oh hell yeah, go fight wind just gets to me. Um. But then I also like this other thing called the Dangle Podcast. Hey, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the where you wanted podcast to go. About Mark? Well, I don't know if you're into this kind of thing, but it's a weekly retrospective rewatch of this uh, beloved adult animation classic by a national treasure named Mike Judge about a show called King of the Hill, where these really cool hosts, uh, their names are uh, Mark, and uh, he's got a buddy, his name is Johnny. Well, they, you know, discuss the episodes and they hit it with a patented rating system. And, you know, I'm really into it. I think it's I think it's a pretty awesome show that people ought to listen to. Yeah, I think I've heard of this Michael Judge before. 
Maybe I'll have to have to see if it's any good. It's worth listening to. <laughs> I've never called him Michael Judge. That felt so fucking weird. Welcome to the Tangle Podcast, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show where we plug ourselves. <laughs> On our show yeah. in the introduction, well, the greatest King of the Hill podcast the... in the entire world, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> hey, that was that was the, the the most train wreckiest of an opening from both of us that I think we've had in a while. So <laughs> that's you know maybe we're just running out of steam, running out of juice. Why why would that be, Mark? Um, because we're watching the last episode of season twelve today, and we're starting season thirteen. And then you and I were talking off mic just in our little, you know, pre-production call. We're going to be doing this until yeah. February. <laughs> I thought we were going to be done a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah. And it's good news yeah. and it's bad news. Because I didn't realize, I guess I don't know anything that happens in the next 24 episodes of King of the Hill. <laughs> like, I might know three of them. I know Bobby does something with meat. I know Khan um, is depressed and that's about it. Like... So here we go, buddy. Okay. What are we what are we watching today? What are we what is it in our retrospective scope? Well, before we get into that, I have to apologize to our listeners, Mark, because what we've been doing something at the end of each season now, at least for the last couple, that's kind of become tradition that I mm. totally fucking dropped the ball on. So maybe I'll do it later and have you shoehorn it into the end of the episode, but I did not do our, our average rating for this season. And I That's okay, dude. Guys. I'm not I don't I fucked up when we were doing them and I forgot to rate them or like put them into the fucking spreadsheet as we rated them. And I'm only like, Oh, okay. I'm still three weeks out of editing. So like we can <laughs> Otherwise, totally, we have time. Oh yeah, dude, you let me know. Like, give me a week to edit it. And then next Monday we'll just come back and we can cut that bit in. Yeah. Okay. I fuck. Yeah. I can dig that anyway. Well, then you can just cut the rest of this shit out yeah, and we're going to totally. say, well, today, guys, we're starting with episode 235, Life, quote, a loser's manual. Uh, original air date, May 18th, 2008. This is written by Dan McGrath. Mark, tell us where we last saw Mr. McGrath before this season 12 finale. Uh, we just saw him on The Men Who Knew Too Little. You gave it a Buking. I gave it a Char King. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so, I mean, it's it's better like he's learning to title his shit but this is also kind of a, a I, I don't know schlocky that's Blake McCor you're mad at Blake McCormick Not oh I am Dan never mind McGrath. Dan McGrath we're cool we're cool <laughs> I fuck Blake McCormick dude now we're good Dan we're cool we're solid <laughs> you don't even know who you're mad at <laughs> okay in my defense Dan McGrath Blake McCormick I'm mad at a fucking Scottish person that's what I'm mad about Oh, so now it comes out Johnny's racist. <laughs> Just against mix. Uh, guys, That's cast Irish. of characters this week. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, no. You meant I see. I thought you meant Mick as in the, like, pejorative term for the Irish, not Mac as in the, like suffix to the surname or prefix to the surname <laughs> yeah no, okay. that's, that's exactly what i meant i went wait a minute mcgregor is like the most scottish fucking name ever don't you even <laughs> it's all right Guys, we can talk this we're, way we're, because we're, we're collectively we're scottish and irish <laughs> i mean one of us is um okay. guys okay third fucking time here cast of characters hank peggy bobby hill luann platter dale and joseph gribble boom Hauer, bill dotrieve lucky Kleinschmidt. 
Hoyt Platter, Con Supernusimpone, and a mention of Leanne Platter. Mark Hoyt is our guest star. He is, uh, according to the wiki, he is Peggy's older twin brother, which is why he calls her, her kid's sister, even though they are technically supposed to be twins. I guess that was mentioned somewhere down the line. I don't ever remember them mentioning that Hoyt is a twin. Yeah, that's uh, I just know that that's Peggy's brother. Uh, but he is our guest star this week, and we've seen him once before. He is the ever incomparable Johnny Knoxville. Hooray! Okay, between this and business, we love you. Knoxville. He's picking up. Which one is better? Which which Johnny do you prefer? A oh, business is picking up. <laughs> really? I like this one better. I think yeah, he makes, I, I, I think do. he takes better uh, makes better vocal choices. Like he actually plays a character this time instead of just <laughs> I'm wealthy and successful. Fantastic. Yeah, but Hoyt's a hard character to like, so that's why I have to give it to the other one. Because I don't want to watch more Hoyt. That's how I'm that's how I'm gauging this. Like, if I want to see this character return again, no, I don't want to see Hoyt ever come back again. But I would be okay watching the other guy come back. Fair enough, okay. But, yeah, it's me. Uh, synopsis, the long-lost platter has emerged from the oil rig just in time to screw up Luann's future even more. And Dale thwarts the zoning board. A story characters Mark, Hank, Lucky, and Hoyt. B story characters Dale. Um, ooh, let's get into some notes. I'm curious what what you wrote down this week. I've went on on some weird fucking tangents this week in my own boats. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'll just notes, knock it out here. not boats. Wow. <laughs> no more Jameson. <laughs> no, no okay. more. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so now they live next door. They're solidly living next door now. I am okay. Mark can shut up. Stop talking about it. Don't ask me how. <laughs> we have I confirmation don't of where they live. Yeah, Luann is back in her house, or she never left. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Had sex. Um, side pro. Not really enough to like it enough to make it a pro. But I also make up songs like Peggy does when she's doing dishes. Like um, La Peggy Racha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last night, we were watching Law & Order. I realized how many times a character says, let me do my job, or tells a character to go <laughs> do your job. So for the rest of the night, because this is post-recording to Wizards, so I'm already kind of saucy, I just sat there and sang, shouted at Amanda, let me do my job. I will do my job now. Drove her nuts. Goddamn insane. Like, But I make up songs. All the damn time. Go Peggy, go me. How the hell could Hank not know Hoyt? That makes zero sense, right? Or am I missing something? I, you know, no. Like, it doesn't, like, I, we're, no, we're not, I know we're not trying to be dickheads about continuity, which, by the way, if you go to the wiki, there is a shitload of, of stuff under their trivia slash goof section for this episode, considering how many times we've heard mention of Hoyt or seen pictures of Hoyt, and how mm -hmm. this has no connection to any of them. Um, you guys have already heard me rail enough about Peggy's family with her mom, and the issues I have with the fact that they changed her halfway through and, and all this shit, you know. I still I'm maintain they didn't change there. her. She just had to adopt a different role. <laughs> okay. Are you, the same um, are you the same person in your 30s as you were at your, in your 20s? You know, like... No, Why but I'm not. I'm not in her 40s not that as she is in her 60s. Unrecognizable. Why? Why not? Eh. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm not going to harp on that with Hoyt here. Like I'm really not. But no, you have a very valid point. Sorry, I, I'm I'm here. Holy shit, Johnny really needs to lay off the sauce. I'm here to encourage you to go. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Hank needs to know Hoyt. 
he really should have known him at least like seen pictures. I, we all know that Peggy isn't so secretive that, that you'd never get that. Um, can you tell me that Pa Platters never talked about him? Yeah, I don't, I just don't know. Sorry, I'm on the wiki right now and I'm reading all the things. And yeah, they are like bringing a lot up of some salient points. But okay, so this kind of feeds into my next thing. Well, okay, so number one, I got the note. Who ate the cheese? When they walk in the house and they're all sitting there awkwardly, all the cheese is gone. But it's only the cheese that's been eaten. Who the fuck ate the cheese? It's a mystery. We'll solve it later. Um, but so here's another mystery. <laughs> what book is Peggy reading in bed? It's not a dinner of onions. I have no fucking idea what it is. And I'm so it, mad it's not a dinner of onions. Well, here's my thought. It's something called Smells Like Murder. S- smells Like Murder. Okay. Smells Like Murder. Books? I'll have manslaughter. Um. So, you know how we keep going back and forth? We've always gone back and forth in this show about there's an actual timeline and there isn't. The key. Right. The key is a dinner with onions. And now it smells like murder. Did Peggy just pick up a new book? Yeah, probably because we just saw her, you know, going through all the uh, uh, shirt rippers in the discount bookstore two weeks ago. But still, but still. Right. I just, this is one of those ones where they're like, it doesn't matter what you do. Go have fun with it. So it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know, we're still playing on borrowed time. Like, we're, we just have a couple through lines, and it's like, just go have fun with the character. Have we talked about Luann's dad yet? Not really. Let's do that. And so they just do that, and this episode is independent of anything coming before it or after it. We don't talk about Hoyt ever again, do we? Like, so... No, like, he's he, he doesn't get mentioned a lot before this. It's like, once every couple of seasons, he, there's, a, there's some sort of mention towards him or something like that. But yeah... Like, he's not a huge, huge player in this, especially considering how big of a character Luann has become. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. We also have a new strip club. It's called The Smokehouse. Nice. I didn't catch that. Um, Phil Hendry is back. And I recognized his voice immediately, but he's literally just off screen like he doesn't even have like a character or lines it's really weird okay like they just brought him back for no reason that's i don't know um and finally i think hoyt might be the best bad guy in this show one episode is enough to show you how bad you can hate him what a piece of shit he can be he's so bad that he makes lucky look like a sympathetic human like that's what i'm saying man it's bad Bad times all around. Yeah, you're fe- definitely feeding into one of my pros here with that. So I'll I'll, I'll hit you back with it here when we get there, because I can definitely, I could definitely rally around that point. I could rally around him being one of one of, if not the best bad guy in the series. Mm-hmm. I'd even say worse than like Wasana Song, because like at least Wasana Song, you know, gets away with it all, but like Hoyt gets punished, so we get to see how bad he is as a human. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you need the punishment to become a villain, is my point. Or maybe he's a victim of circumstance in the system, Johnny. Who can say? Recidivism is a real problem. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Give me your notes, dude. Offender. Um, okay. Told you I got on I got on some weird shit for this week. Um 
So I don't know why. I don't know why, but apparently Johnny was eagle-eyed today and noticed that uh, galaxybaby.org or babygalaxy.com, something to that effect, that's what Luann is browsing at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was going to see if it actually existed. According to Google, it does not. But there is a baby ga or galaxybaby.org. And, oh man, is it fucking weird. Let me tell you. Are you on a list so, now? Um, I almost feel like I should be, but not for the reason you think. Um, not a like child molester list, but a um, you, you are very clearly fucking scamming people list. If oh. I asked you what you think galaxybaby.org is about, what would be your just initial knee-jerk reaction be? So like it's Ann Getty's pictures, but they Photoshop babies and celestial bodies. Patent pending. Okay. If that's not what it is. So, it is not that. It is <laughs> not right. that. Apparently, I got a new side hustle. It is a, it is a baby beauty pageant racket site that okay. they say you can enter pictures of your children, of your family. You do contests against each other. And the only way to vote to, to progress in these contests for these pageants is to vote for it. And the only way to vote for it is to give them physical money. So you get you 50 bucks buys you so many votes and you have to convince your friends and family to come in and vote for you. You can't do it via likes. You can't do it via comments. The only way to do it is is through actual money. And if you get cold feet and don't want to do it anymore, everything is non-refundable. You know, I'll be honest. I think it's the best goddamn idea that I've ever heard. People entering their children into Good child Lord. pageants deserve to be taken advantage of. You are bad people. And I hope they all die and burn in hell or whatever the hell Samuel Jackson says. I, I just, I don't or know. Or less extreme, where... I hope they are taken of their money. <laughs> I, and I'm yeah, also sure then, it backdoors look... into, like, Ugh. something nefarious, dude. Like, oh, yeah, just put pictures. It's I, got I don't know. to. Gotta. Just. It's got to. This is a front for something. Like, hey, FBI, if you uh, like to, to listen to the dang old podcast, here's your fucking check-in. Go look at galaxybaby.org and check out their fucking legit like there's no way there's no way that's not a front for something so um yeah johnny found a conspiracy within the first 30 seconds of this fucking episode so that was great well, uh next so note, by default you learned a thing it's a good episode of king of the hill damn it <laughs> um next note here uh la peggy hill cha is one of the best songs ever and i don't know if i'm ever actually going to sing la cucaracha again <laughs> not after that nope um after that i've got a i've got a weird it's like a personal note for me and it stuck out because it's a stupid joke i make all the time including when i was just in france and around somebody who speaks french and i still had zero shame in making it um one of my favorite rick and morty jokes is that morty consistently mispronounces things mm -hmm. and at one point he's talking about how good the crudite is oh yeah he's like huh is this organic crudite <laughs> and I, I was just curious, do you have a favorite pronunciation for crudite? Because between Morty saying crudite and Bobby saying crudites, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite way to pronounce it. You can fuck this up every single time and I'm going to find it funny. Yeah. Yeah, I call it crude. I call it crudite to piss off Amanda, but. Like crude, like crude oil. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like crude okay, oil out okay. on the rig. 
Yeah, out on the ri- Oh fuck, you're tying it back in. Perfect. Perfect. Kobe. Anyway, cr- uh, cr- crudités. <laughs> Crudite. Fucking fucking Bobby. I love it. Um, next one is a PSA to all of our listeners out there that if uh, you just so happen to find out that you are terminal, like you have a terminal illness that's going to claim your life in the next six to twelve months, this is mm-hmm. what you need to do. You need to take on every single debt that you and your loved ones have and get rid of every cosign, joint account, marriage, and community property obligation. You need to basically ingest every single one of those debts so that when you die, all of that shit dies with you and it's Mm -hmm. not tied to anybody else and they are no longer fucking attached to it. Mm -hmm. It's the only way that you can guarantee they're not going to have to pay for your shit when you have died. This all comes up because Hank is talking to Lucky about you need to have a will because you need your loved ones need to know what to do with your debt. No, they fucking don't. When you're dead, your debt should die with you. Yep. It absolutely should fucking die with you. And I hate that there's so many instances where that's not the case. It's going to come out of your estate or it's going to go onto your loved ones if your estate can't pay for all of it. Um, medical debt is a huge piece of that. You can have somebody that basically like Oh, they have a million dollar house that is supposed to be given up in an estate. And all of a sudden they have cancer and try and go through cancer treatment just to plan things out for the next three months. Mm-hmm. They die and all of their cancer treatment costs 990000 Congratulations. Your $1 million house is now worth ten grand, and that's what your kids get. Mm-hmm. Because the fucking every, uh, medical industrial complex gets the rest. Even though you're fucking dead and all it did was buy you extra time. Like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Fuck that. PSA, guys. Um, it's about the most honorable and noble fucking thing you can do, and I'm sure you can find an insurance agent that's willing to fudge a couple of numbers or a, a local notary that will say, yep, you got this diagnosis on X day, therefore everything is legit. Do it what you need to do. This is Johnny's PSA for the week. <laughs> uh, next one, we have a new restaurant in Arlen, and when it's not being uh, held up, kind of held up not really held up when it's not being robbed um the bacon and waffles is a place i think i would like to try and eat at yeah it looks like a standard breakfast diner yeah like a waffle house or yeah yeah I, yeah so i'm definitely in on that um we have a music cue when hoyt is driving away in peggy's convertible mark that also tells my, us what timeline we're in get out of my script mister <laughs> Uh, musical cue is Give Me Three Steps by Leonard Skinnerd. Mm-hmm. And my last one here, because I was very curious, because the last, let's see, before I moved to Germany, I the last time I'd seen my grandma, this there wasn't one of these in her house. And when I came back from Germany for six months, there was one in her house. And I'm, I was curious as to just how expensive they were. Uh, those portable stair lifts, like the one that you see on Dale's oh, Tower of Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those run you anywhere from $3,400 to $5,500 minimum. Not if your gal Friday hooks you up with one. Oh, I want to see. I want to see Octavia. Octavia is the one who fucking in, like, installed it, too. What do you bet? Oh, yeah, 100%. I love that that stair lift is on there, but I'm like, okay, if, if him just leaning on that fucking thing is enough to push it over, there's no way that heavy-ass stair lift is not pushing it over. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's... 
literally we the entire B plot falls apart, though. but <laughs> it it does. It does. It's still very fucking watchable. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, those are my notes, buddy. Sorry, I went down some weird rabbit holes, but not at all. I think we all need to know how to absolve ourselves of debt, and we all need to know that uh, pay-to-vote racket pageant sites are fucking fronts for the mob or for or for drugs. Uh, give me your pros. I I'm just trying to figure out a way to do this. Anyway, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your last your last appeal was dismissed with extreme prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> extreme prejudice is this how a... how mad has dale made that fucking zoning board throughout the years well so i gotta wonder this is a callback to um uh flush with power right yeah where he gets his uh what is it electric fence yeah his guard fence yeah like this is the other side of the coin he couldn't have his uh he couldn't build the wall so he's building the tower yeah 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 um do I want to get down on some doubles action? No. Well, I gotta ask. My boss is standing right here. That was great. That stripper's uh, hilarious. That stripper's the funniest one in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a one one off line, that's that's one that makes you fucking work for it. Oh. <laughs> Pro Peggy's car. You already got that one. Sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to take your thunder. No, no, it's all right. You just GTA'd me out of my brand new convertible. It's cool what are your pros dude um pp money is not an employment history mark i have quoted that multiple times at you throughout the duration of this podcast and i forgot it was from this episode i thought it was happening i thought it happened earlier for some reason i really thought it was edumacate and lucky which is where i was gonna see it um that's a pro pro for me because the fact that hank has to just out and out say that to him it just puts Lucky in his rednecky place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, buddy. Um, I love that we have a legitimate B story here that's seemingly completely separate from the A story. I can't find any, like, real threads that connect them. Can you? No. I, no, they're independent, and thank God, because this is a heavy episode, and it needs this B plot to kind of take off some of that yeah. pressure. Yeah. Well, and I think the B does it just perfectly, right? We don't get an X one scene too many. Um, like it all resolves itself in a relatively fun way. Um, we never actually find out if Dale gets ticketed. We just hear Khan yelling about, "Hey, ticket him for redneckery!" Mm-hmm. Like things like that. It, it's it is. It's just just enough. Um, so a good B story, like really solid. Um, Knoxville coming back at all is a huge pro for me. He's a big fucking actor at this point. So the fact that he came back to do an, another like bit part on this show makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, a pro here is that now that we've seen this episode and Leanne's saga, considering her parents, Luann is pretty fucking normal. Because those are, yeah. the, you said that he might be one of the hardest people to watch in this whole, whole series, like one of the best bad guys. And I will still go to bat and say that Leanne is also one of the best fucking bad guys. That's why I can't watch her episode. Oh, they're like, both equally all. terrible. Yeah. And I mean, they stepped up their game 10 seasons later. Cause I want to say Leanne Saga was second season. Um, 10 seasons later and they stepped it up and made Hoyt just as terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, holy crap. Um, this, this episode made me care about Lucky and Luann. 
with Hoyt being such a bastard, I don't even want to see Lucky get screwed over. And I think it was, what, two weeks ago that I was saying I want him to go and crawl into a culvert and just stay there for mm -hmm. the rest of the series? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm finding some compassion for him because of how well-written Hoyt was. So, good yeah, on you. A, this is a weird episode. This is a really weird episode. It really... It, Made me, I don't know, there's yeah. that bit when they're sitting there and he goes, is that oil rig uh, county or federal? And it's like, Lucky, it's weird, like, Lucky is such a D-Gen piece of shit, but then, like, now, 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 we have a hierarchy of D-Gen pieces of shit. And really, Lucky is the least D-Gen piece of shit there is. And that is kind of depressing to say out loud. I mean, he's he's definitely the gay or the stirt of, the, of this, of this D-Gen lot. <laughs> A g -g 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 girl. I just don't know who what Hoyt and Leanne would would default to. <laughs> Fucking um 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 uh 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 Ginger in the boots. Hoyt fucked oh, an ostrich. God. That's Perfect. why he got arrested. Oh no. Join us on March 1st when Johnny and I start our new podcast, Letterkenny Problems, a weekly retrospective rewatch of Letterkenny that nobody asked for, but here it is. <laughs> By two non-Canadians. <laughs> hey, we're non-Texans um, and we're knocking this shit out of the park. It's, it's, it's true, but we're at least Texas adjacent. Uh, we deal with enough fucking Texans in Colorado as it is. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, my last one here, we've, we've called out twice now, but it's Peggy's new convertible finally fucking resurfaces like six episodes later. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, there's different timelines. Gotta be. That's the only answer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are my pros, man. Give me some cons. Um, Some cons. Is $10... Sorry. Is $10 enough for eggs? God damn. Like, not really. <laughs> I think they're, what, five bucks a not dozen? Not anymore. It's insane. Um, yeah. Um, Personal con. I just got a jury summons this week. And then side con, I hate how much shit you got to go through to be a fucking person, quote unquote. Like, again, I kind of got to appreciate Lucky. Like, it makes zero sense. This, again, this episode makes zero continuity. Like, you know, even talks about like, oh, I don't have a driver's license. Okay, that's cool. But like, when he got popped in um, caretaking care of business for uh, fucking up the uh, football field, surely... Yeah. Surely. Like, he even says, like, I now have fingerprints. When he was arrested and fucking given community service, they what a process. Like, so it's little things about continuity this way. When he got his me. settlement. When he got his When he I got his know, Costco well, settlement. Well, no. No, I don't buy that. I bet he got his... I bet he made a check out into... I bet he... I'm so upset. I bet he made a cash... Or a check out into cash or whatever and just put the money in his mattress. Maybe, but I mean, he's still got to show up to the courthouse to do the settlement. But you don't need anything for that. I, I don't know. I've never received a settlement before. I don't, I guess you'd need ID, but at the same time, you're on camera, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, Again, the continuity yeah. is all over the place. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, like little things like, God damn, look at how hot Luann looks. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I'm sorry. She's Who's that hot little number. She's Your 28 daughter? months pregnant. <laughs> like... Fuck. Yeah, she'll plump up here before too long. Uh, like a Johnsonville brought. <laughs> Ballpark prank. <laughs> I call it pretty, pretty hot dog. Um, 
I don't know. I don't have a lot of cons. I wasn't trying to be an asshole this week. I'm not trying to be an asshole any week, let me be clear. But, like, no, yeah. I really just kind of sat and watched it, because I don't remember this one. I know it comes up a lot on the, like, subreddit, and I see it all the time, and I try to avoid reading posts on there, because it makes me dumber. But, like, I don't know. I... What do you think? Talk to me some more. I don't know. We're we are blitzing through this, and I'd feel weird about it. No, it's okay. I mean, I'll go. I only have two cons here. You hit one of them already, really, and it's that Lucky's white privilege is on full display here. He has no ID. He has no documents. Um, I'm thinking to myself, okay, any other state in the union, um, this may not fly. Like they're all usually pretty solid, but Texas is kind of loosey goosey. They're like doing shit their own way. That's why they're on their own fucking power grid. You know, shit like that. And he just so happens to be the correct color that he may have been able to skirt by things like, okay, you got a ticket for not for driving without a license or, okay, you needed to go and get a car loan or something like that. No, this is Texas. You're white. I can sell it to you for cash. If you got it, I can do that. Um, so it's not white it's, privilege. It's, just, it's, it's cash privilege. That's the thing is he had money. That's it's cash and white privilege yeah. because I can almost guarantee that if he wasn't white, they wouldn't take it from him. Not know, in man. Texas. You're making a sale. A sale's a sale. Especially when Hank Hill is blowing up your lots. That, that, yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry. But yet, like, no, you're good, you're good. Uh, but I know, I, so I appreciate that you called it out that, like, ah, damn, Lucky really, he's, like, there's some inconsistencies here because he has to have had a social number. He has to have been fingerprinted before this. Like, all of this shit. But... There's also the case of maybe he drank one too many things of of uh, turpentine and just like forgot that all this shit existed and they just have to pull him up in a system. Mm -hmm. He may just think he's never had any of this shit done and it's been done before. They just none of it's fucking accurate or valid anymore. So who knows? Uh, my last con here is that Hank for the B story, Hank should know better than to leave Dale to his own devices. It's a kind of a miracle that nothing more than Dale's shed gets destroyed when that thing comes down. Because they very clearly show the, the shed just getting fucking obliterated. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, it's kind of sad to me to think that the Mason is probably in there. Because it's not in his garage anymore. Mm. Don't. But. D do you think she's okay, John? <laughs> <laughs> Big I think can. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> I think Lee Harvey Oswald probably wiped her down with a chamois before taking her out back. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I, I think it's okay to kind of blaze through this here. Um, this is it's an interesting episode. It's a character. It's like really the only family member character of the Hills that we haven't seen yet up to this point. Um, because we've seen Cotton and Tilly a whole shitload, and Hank doesn't have any siblings. We've gotten at least an Whoa. episode and a half good of good worth of Mop Ladder. Well, I mean, Junichiro. You know what I mean, though. But like, we got a double episode for Junichiro. Junkie Joe. And GH, yes. But Junkie like, Joe. You know what I mean? Like, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, wow, fucking make me call my ass out. Thank you. <laughs> Um, no, you're just like, Hank doesn't have brothers. I'm like, bullshit, that is a main plot line in multiple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Going through it, okay? He's got his um, he's got his uh cousin with the hair lip, you know. 
<laughs> um, I mean, we've got Dusty Hill, all, the, all that sort of shit. But no, and we've seen Peggy's family. We've we've met Doc Platter, and we've met Maddie Platter, and OS, the only one we've never gotten to meet, and the only one out of Luann's family that we still had never seen for 12 seasons is Hoyt. And so it's like, okay, you've got to bring him out, bring him out, because like, like our kind of our through line for season 12 has been we're tying shit up. Who have we not met? Who do we need to kind of like figure things out for the future? Is Hoyt going to ever be a part of Luann's life? Nope, not anymore. Not if he's got a lifetime contract on the oil rig. Hmm. But. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, did you have a favorite moment from this episode? Um. Yeah, I did. It's actually Phil Hendry. Um. Um, Luann's crying. Yeah, now our baby will be born with a criminal record. Hey, shut up over there, <laughs> sir. She's very upset. She's upset. I'm in jail. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, How about you, dude. Um, it's an animation moment, and it's the animation on Hoyt when he is just tweaking and methed out in the backyard. Mm. Because it is that is frighteningly accurate coming from somebody who who was worked with many people that are coming down off a of meth yeah it's like it's a fun way to see that character and we've never really seen anybody other than leon petard get that fucked up on screen it feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um at least on something that's that intense um because i mean we've seen how many times have we seen like actual drug use in this show other yeah, than the times. infamous Hank Pot episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but, like, go back and watch, like, his, his like, bugged out eyes and, like, his weird erratic movements. There's a lot of care in that animation, and so it was just kind of a, it was a favorite moment of mine. It also leads down to, like, that, that moment you were talking about where Lucky kind of confronts Hoyt and goes, okay, is it, were you, were you in, a, in the state or were you in federal? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like not a not a whole lot to kind of call out from this episode. Not, not that we didn't already call out some some weird shit. Um, <laughs> for Luann playing such a large role in this episode, she is relatively forgettable for me. Like, there's not a lot that sticks out about her performance, which makes me really sad. I my just I miss the good good old days of Brittany Murphy. Dude, that's why I'm saying six characters was such a breath of fresh air. Like, yeah, yeah. So, huh. um, well, Mark, you want to break down our rating system for us, since I think that's where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our rating system breaks down thusly: at the very, very bottom is charcoal. Charcoal is a bad episode. It is a crap episode. It is a failure of an episode. It is good for only getting soot underneath your boy's nails. Above that is a megalo. This is still a crap episode, but inside this crap turd of an episode are little shiny chunks of corn, and those little shiny chunks of corn are the good bits that you can, you know, watch this at two in the morning and go, okay, and whatever, it's all right, Tartuffe, ha ha ha, okay, cool. Uh, above this feels the... so good. Feels so good. Above that is butane. (laughs) Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. Um, it's middle of the road. It's a silver. It's a B. Bs get degrees. And if you know, 
nothing you know if you're watching king of the hill you're not gonna turn this off if it comes on hell you might even like a butane because it's not a bad episode above that is our a rank and that is our char king should johnny and i come together and both give it a char king it becomes a char king imperial and that means it's a really good episode of king of the hill characters are used well the story is on point you just genuinely enjoy or gen- you just generally enjoy it but maybe something sticks out. Maybe you need some continuity. Maybe it's not the perfect episode because your guest star is Dax Shepard. Well, you know, that's that's fine. But if there's nothing that hangs you up, it's amazing. It becomes an S rank. It becomes the Blue Flame of Valor, the highest honor that we can bestow upon an episode. This is an amazing episode of King of the Hill. Everything is exactly where it should be, and this episode is called A Firefighting We Will Go. Go and watch that right now. But Johnny, on a... Scale of charcoal to blue flame, what do you give life a loser's manual? First off, I like Dak Shepard, so that's kind of cold-blooded, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a pro for you and a con for me. Hangs you up. <laughs> so he's never detracted from me. Um, I I gave life a loser's manual a butane. Okay. Um, this was a butane for me for most of this episode. But when I got to the end of it and I realized that I actually was engaged and and started to care about Lucky and Luann again, I went, okay, that's at least worth another half a step up. Um, this episode purely gets, it gets a little extra kick up for me because it shows me that Lucky gives Luann's life even more value than it had before. And as fucked up as he is, she's so much better off with him than either of her parents. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's a weird one for me for sure. I didn't expect to you king this episode, especially with it being so lucky heavy. But yeah, that is eh. interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'm growing up. Maybe I'm getting tired of this old game, Mark. What about you? What about you? What'd you give it? Well, I've been afraid of changing. Um, I give it a butane. It was fine. It's it's not bad. It's also not good. I don't. In the same way that you don't like Leanne's saga just because, you know, your 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 background and what you are focusing on, your therapized yeah. deals. Um, I don't care for this deadbeat dad. Like, why does okay. Leanne always need to be... Sh- why can't Luann win one? You know, like... Fuck, I think since... I don't know. Um, Really, the last one where Luann came out on top was... was what would you say, like fucking hotties i don't you know like hotties yeah girl you'll be a giant soon when she leads her own weird little revolution maybe i don't know but like i just i you know poor luann throughout i hate that um i don't know it's good it's not bad but literally it's about as pure of a butane as i can get okay Uh, i guess reckless redneckery is funny i guess I mean a little bit. It's like I said it's it's weird for me to to like see Lucky's value because he's not supposed to be a valuable character in this show. I don't think he was ever intended to be that way. He's always supposed to be the redneckiest redneck on Rainy Street. He's the guy that outdoes Bill. Fuck, Bill even calls it out like just don't fix his teeth. It's the only thing I've got on him. Yeah, I don't know. But, I kind of wonder if Lucky, if you and I don't misinterpret Lucky, I wonder if anybody else sees Lucky and is charmed by his bullshit because he is a child of the soil who kind of lives by his own code and 
He's annoying and obnoxious, but he does his own thing, and he's a purer character than anybody. I don't know. I hate thinking critically about Lucky. All right, Mark. Well, it is that time. It's that time of uh, of the podcast season. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of the podcast season where we talk about how we felt about this season. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just like knowing where we are in in reality. Like it's it's this tis the season tis the season mark to tell us if we liked season twelve or not. Now I feel like I'm saying the word season too much and it sounds weird. Season and you say it too many times. Yeah, <laughs> guys, season twelve. Um, yeah, season twelve. I don't know. What do you think? Just looking at it cursorily. <laughs> um, the worst was accidental terrorist by Tim Croston and Chip Hall. That got a charcoal out of me and a butane out of you. Right. What did um, Death Picks and then I charcoaled, I also charcoaled Death Picks Cotton. You bukinged it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of mediocrity. 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 Ton, tons. <laughs> so much. There's just so much. Um, guys, this uh, this might be our bastardiest season ever just with the amount of butanes that, that, that Mark and I gave out, but hot damn. You're at least, you're at least shaking things up here. Like you look at my side of our spreadsheet. It is nothing but butane or butane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, well I have, uh, I have episode counts for you. Like how many times we did okay. certain things. So you, you hit our two charcoals already with death picks, cotton and accidental terrorists. Those are both of you. They're the only two charcoals for the season. Uh, we had five megalos, 21 butanes, Eight Bukings and five Char Kings and a Blue Flame. In case you're curious, Mark, the five Char Kings and Blue Flame all came from you. I didn't rate a single thing this season higher than a Bukang. Yeah, I guess I'm just more positive. I don't know. Or I'm dumb. Maybe I'm just dumb and I'm like, haha, King of the Hill make funny. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think that's it. I really I I don't know. I think Oh, I think I'm just, I'm starting to wean down. It's, eh, it just didn't do a lot for me. It's just watchable TV for me at this point. This is the the point right. in my, re, in most of my rewatches where I'm like, well, unless this is something I very viscerally remember liking, I'm probably not paying attention to it. And I think that's pretty indicative of so many butanes and butanes for me. Like average or just above. Right. Okay, so our rating scale, like I did uh, the last couple of seasons here, we have a charcoal, which ranks as a 1 out of 5, all the way up to a blue flame, which is a 5 out of 5. Um, if we do that based off of points, we this entire season combined scored 128 out of 220. So a .58 F rating <laughs> or megalo tier for a season. Uh, I mean, when wow. you think about it, you're... Your one blue flame makes up for a charcoal and turns it into a butane, right? And right. so, it, I mean, you could take a char king and a megalo from that as well, or a char king and a butane from that and, and negate the other charcoal in that. But that still leaves an awful lot of low lower tier stuff here. Those lower numbers, those mm -hmm. megalos, those, really the butanes are what carried this through. Yeah, it just got overwhelmed, which seems kind of silly. Uh, season 11, by comparison, we scored a 0. 0.65, so 
So uh, we went from a 0.65 to a 0.58. Um, season 11 was a, a butane season. This is a megalo season. Yeah. So, Which interesting. you figure was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like... I, I thought this was kind of cool here. Um, we had the, our surprise blue flame here in this that I was not in even a little bit expecting. I don't know if you were expecting this one to really tickle your fancy, but uh, what is it? Six six people in search of a house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Aaron Ehrlich. Yeah, I was all about that one. I, yeah. I stand by that rating. Yeah. I'm glad you do. Like, it, it definitely shook things up. It, I, I walked away from that a little stunned after we recorded. I was like, holy shit. Wow, um, but well, I, I did. Think a they're fun... still good to be found. I I think they are. Well, and I knew like I knew that we. I don't think we've seen the last of them. I do feel like we've got at least one, maybe two more, even in season thirteen. Just kind of depending. Um, I have a lot more faith that it might just be a random episode that you and I come up, come upon and go, "Holy shit, I really like this." After mm-hmm. after season twelve, um. But I did a total count here. If you had to guess how many blue flames you've had throughout the series so far, Mark, how many do you think you have, I have, or total? I think I've got close to 10. I think you've got close to six or seven, maybe. So, and then I would say, given that, um, between 10 and 18, or is that too broad a number? No, that's, I think that's fair. Um, so you have a total of 11 counting our season 12. I have a total of nine. So our grand total is 20. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I believe you and I have four episodes that we have completely, we have double blue flamed. It's either four or five. That sounds right. Um, what do we call that? Our rainbow blazer of glory. Uh, Honestly, I'm going to say it's the top five episodes of King of the Hill. You doesn't, they don't need a fucking order. (laughs) Right. Like that's, that's how I'm going to, going to like break that down. I think, um, because I can pull this up real quick as we're talking. So our very first one, no shocker here, a firefight and we will go. Right. We had a double feature with Aisle 8A and a beer can named Desire. That's back to back. Okay. Okay. Um, Won't You Pee My Neighbor? Also not surprising to me. And Yankee Hanky. That is literally our, that was our <laughs> shortlist for the very first Dangle podcast. Really? Was it really? Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see Crazy. that, um, I'm, I'm glad to see that you and I are, if anything, consistent because that was like five <laughs> years ago <laughs> that was like proto stuff um but yeah so i i don't remember i think i said all in all i wasn't going to give out more than like five or six when we started this whole project if i stay under 10 yeah. i'll be surprised i think i got at least one more in me but if i don't okay. like if i stay under 10 i'd be surprised i don't think it'll go much more than that i obviously i mean we're not going to bust out three in a row in in season 13. I think I can confidently say that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's, I mean, that's it for season 12. You got any final thoughts on it before we wrap it up and move on to our final season? No, here we go, man. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
you got to keep the faith, right? I mean, shit, if anything, I should faith. be the one that's scared. You're the one that's given these a, fa- a fair chance. I just butane everything I see. True, true, true. <laughs> well, I say we uh, we move on over to our next episode. What do you think? Let's roll on over to our next episode, buddy. Yeah, let's do her. We should ramp on up to it. This is episode 236, Diabilic Shock, um, with about four dashes in the middle of this. Uh, original air date, September 28th, 2008, written by Sanjay Shah. This is our season 13 opener. Mark, where in season 12 did we see Sanjay Shah? Uh, we just saw him a couple weeks ago in Pour Some Sugar on Khan. Gotcha. Well, he also we're glad wrote that Grand Sanjay Theft Shah Arlen. sees a morning after. Right, 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 right. That's our, that was his debut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we tasted his meat, not awesome. his heat. Wait. Awesome. Yes. No, that, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, cast of characters first in this episode before we synopsize. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Bill Dotrieve, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Khan, Super Newsome Pone, Thunder, and Dr. John Weissman are two guest stars this week, are Thunder and Weissman. Weissman is regular... Scott Clace, we've seen him lots this Tons, this last yeah. season. Tons this last season. And Thunder is a guy by the name of Jake Steinfeld. Um, I looked up his IMDB. This yeah. guy, he's he's a he's a pretty big like muscle guy, if you will. And I went, Well, you're probably in something that I've seen before. And I think he's he's like the muscular rat in Ratatouille. Like he does yeah. the voice of him and a couple of other things. But that's not why he got this role. Mark, nope. do you know who Jake Steinfeld is in the other world of, of media and entertainment? No idea. If you wanted to get ripped with something that wasn't an ab roller or a uh, Bowflex machine, you'd probably be using the Body by Jake system, wouldn't you? Oh. Yeah, okay. that's, the, that's, that's Jake Steinfeld. He is Mr. Body by Jake. But not Chuck Norris's Total Gym? Not Total Gym. No, no Bowflex, no Total Gym. No novelty grill here. That's... <laughs> this is Body by Jake. Fight's <laughs> on! Oh, shit. Whew, listeners, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> okay, right Yeah, on. I know I did. Maybe I'd take a hit like that. I would find another name for my kids named George. <laughs> Don't make Boxing Luann into a good episode, asshole. <laughs> Guys, synopsis for this uh, this episode. The only thing, we, or we find out the only thing holding Bill back for 12 seasons was his legs, of all things. Uh, a story character, Bill, Hank, and Thunder. I I don't know what else to say about this this episode, Mark. Let's just get on into it. Um, okay, so hot take. Just first thing out of the gate, Weissman is a dick, but he's totally not wrong. Yes. Like, I yes. I like Weissman a lot. I, I know he's supposed to be a negative here. I know he's supposed to be, like, the bad guy, but, dude, I like him a lot. Just, like, you know, you know, like, Bill has a line, like, is this just some tough love? And he's like, what did your other doctor tell you? And, you know, he's like, you know, he just, he's just, he's shitty. He's not shitty. He's just, he's... He's fed up. He's, he's done dealing with this shit. He's realistic. He is being blunt. He's not coddling and saying, oh, yeah, it's okay that your, you know, blood pressure is a million over 20. Yeah, like, really like Weissman quite a bit. Um, 
Okay, so Johnny, we have the most meta joke ever written in King of the Hill in this episode. Do we? Yeah. So, um, instead of the all-day lollipop with the uh, 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 cotton candy hair, what does Peggy give Bobby to eat? <laughs> A carrot with some uh, sprouts? Uh-huh. And then she feeds him a dinner of onion. Here's an onion. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my shit when I saw that this morning. <laughs> yep. Um, this is an episode type. We haven't really been calling it out, but this is a definite trope type episode in which Bill gets a hobby and joins a group. Yes. And Even so more specifically, this is a, hel- a Bill health episode. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't say it's health. I just think that it's Bill joins a group and then is either cast from it or has to leave. So Bill Bulk and the Body Buddies, he has to leave because it's going to kill him. Um, Harmonaholics, Bill, uh, you know, Fat Neighbor Sings. Has to leave because otherwise he'll get canned. Exactly. Um, I, can't, I don't remember what the one is, but the Hotties episode. Bad Hair Day yes. or something? yeah, yeah. 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 That one, you know, he's great as Bido. He becomes part of a community and then is cast out from that community. So, all that is to say, what what casting out of a community hurt Bill the most? Does that make sense? Like, Bill can't do a thing anymore. Which one hurt Bill the most, do you think? Because hmm. I, and you can't say the Dotrieve family barbecue, because that's not a community. That's just a, you know, no, screaming no, no, sissy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't, it's, it's hard to say, like out of all of the stuff that he's done, um, because Bill has, he has put his, his ankles into more than a few things. He was definitely involved with the church for a huge chunk of stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm so because I went to bat for it so much and thinking that this is it was one of the best things that could have happened to him. I'm going to say that the Harmonaholics was probably the hardest one for him to leave. Um, okay. And it sucks because without the leader of the Harmonaholics, he, he realistically could have kept doing, it, I think. Okay. Interesting. He wouldn't have had to leave. Somebody else kind of made that choice for him. But it was like it was it was empowering him. He did a whole bunch of other really cool shit. Uh, he wasn't trying to be somebody else. He was just being Bill, enjoying a thing and and really just kind of getting into it. Um, So I think that's the one that probably hurt him the most. But okay. it also had the most like potential fuck up for him. I mean, he almost went to prison because of that. Yep, I don't yeah. I didn't have an answer. I was just kind of curious as to what you thought, because. And we call it out all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, this is Bobby does a sport or Peggy gets a pyramid opportunity or a triangle opportunity, but yeah. Or Hank fixes everything. Yeah. Hank oh, no, fi- we do. Yeah. 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 Um, those were my notes, buddy. What do you got for me? Well, damn, you, you blew through those fast. I feel real <laughs> good about the, the shit I did today. Um, we have our last cowboy yell intro, Mark. This is our intro to season 13 and we get oh, our cowboy yell and cowbell. Oh, don't bring me down. What's the matter? Is that a pro? Don't bring me down, Bruce. <laughs> don't don't tell me it's the last one. Goddamn. I know we're joking at the beginning that it this is, is going to run one. out till like February, but still don't bring me down. Like, yeah. Okay. 
So, Mark, I'm going to pose a question for you. Okay. And it's that you now know that you have you have free diabetes and you're going to have to go on medication and a bunch of other crazy shit and do a like a crazy crash diet or something to that effect. Yeah. But you're offered one more meal, not like your last meal. But we've already done last meals here. But what would be your pre-diabetes meal that you would eat before you could never have something like that ever again because of of your Turkleton diabetes. It's the it's the sitcom type diabetes thing. <laughs> sitcom diabetes, Dr. Turkleton. Do you think my name is Tur- yes. Turkleton? <laughs> yes. And Nurse Turkleton. And Nurse Turkleton. Fucking Bob Kelso. <laughs> what has two thumbs and loves whores? Bob Kelso. Thought you meant. Um, Whoa. I don't know. My last... <laughs> Okay, Uh, I don't know. My last uh, dirty meal, so to speak. Peanut butter cup pie. Hot damn. That's it. Peanut butter cup pie. Just that. And maybe some hash browns on the side. But I'm assuming I can still eat, you know, carbs and salt. So, yeah, just peanut butter cup pie. It's going to combine all the elements of shit that, like, all the bad. I love peanut butter. I love chocolate. Um... You know, I've told stories about, like, waking up in the middle of the night and eating an entire bag of Reese's Ghosts because I'm a goddamn bear, not a human. (laughs) Um, Fucking you joke about pre-diabetic. I bet I'm already there. But, yeah, my last diabetic meal. Oh, you know what? Throw in some cheesecake, too. Okay. Spoiled. Uh, Let me be clear. Spoiled cheesecake. It needs to be, like, a week old because I need to get so goddamn sick after this that the idea of sugar or sweets is, like, abhorrent to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to say. Peanut butter, co- peanut butter pie and one week spoiled cheesecake. Yeah. How about you, buddy? <laughs> um. So I definitely went down the sweet route too, right? Because that's what you think about with, with diabetes is that you have to really watch what your sugar intake is and you either have to have a fuckload of it all the time or you can never have it ever again because it spikes the fuck out of your every, anything that's going on in your body. Yep. Um. So for me, I don't know if I've ever told you about this or if I've even talked about it on the podcast, but my sister used to make something for us growing up called a grilled PB&J. Okay. And the best way I can describe it is it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with extra fucking jelly on the inside. So chunky peanut butter, extra jelly. I particularly like strawberry jelly. That's that's just my thing. Um, You butter the outside of your sandwich and treat it like a grilled cheese. And so everything in the middle gets nice and gooey and melty together and the outside is nice and crunchy, you cut it in half, and then you dust that fucker like it's a Monte Cristo sandwich with powdered sugar. Oh. It is, uh, like, yeah, if I haven't fucked you up enough already, I'm glad that you went with peanut butter something as well, because I went, oh, yep, nope, peanut butter cup pie sounds fucking awesome to me. So, grilled PB&J, buddy. That's Um, that's my thing. I'm sweaty. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Got the horribles over here. Listeners, the next time your your loved one wants wants something special for uh, like they, they want you to do something special for them, like make a nice romantic gesture, do that. Like dish it up, make it look super fancy, cut it into like little like diagonal quarters and dust it with this shit. Put it on a plate, do a little chocolate drizzle. It's going to look like the fanciest fucking thing in the world. One sandwich will be enough to split and you're going to look like a goddamn dynamo. So there you go. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Uh, next one. 
you kind of hit this already. I see this as a Bill's Health episode, but I really, it's because we've seen a lot of them lately. I think that's why I went there. Because right. not only did we just see Bill Bulk and the bodies, Body Buddies, but we also saw him struggling with his weight and dieting and trans fascism. Yep. So, like, we just had two of these in the last season. Uh, it seems to me like they're kind of running out of... Either they're running out of gas in the tank for Bill, or they've just hit a rich fucking oil reserve of... We haven't talked about how fat he is enough lately. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. It's um Homer figuring out you can sell grease, and there's gold in them there, Bills. Yes, exactly. There's plot in them there, um, Bills. Because <laughs> he's... Yeah, so your head bad. is greasy. Meritzarment <laughs> 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 um, grease. <laughs> Mr. Weiss. Um, <laughs> Mark, did you know that Texas is the 14th fattest state in the United States? I am shocked, but who's the top? I'm going to say Mississippi. West Virginia. No shit. West Virginia is the top, but uh, we all know that Bill is, is not the world's best Texan because he is, in fact, from Luzerana, which is number seven. And they are also right next to Oklahoma, number four. Hmm. So what you're telling me, John, is that all these places suffer from the uh, arterial sclerosis. Uh, yes. Yes, they do. I want to say Mississippi or Alabama is also like number six, like five or six. Okay. So all of these deep south states, yeah, they you get fucked up real fast. Uh, okay. Okay. I didn't happen to look and see where Kansas City ranked because I'm kind of afraid to see where Missouri ranks in there because I actually really liked Missouri and I don't want it to be a bunch of fatties, but I really liked their barbecue. I don't um, know, dude. There were some there were some pretty fucking people in Kansas City, Missouri. It's it's very true. There were some gorgeous goddamn people. Like, dude, okay, like our um our our Uber driver the night of the D, that dude was I mean, he was foreign, so it doesn't count, but like, you know, that Australian dude was hot as yeah. shit. Um, yeah. Um, the other waitress at that terrible barbecue place, gorgeous. Yeah. The dude that yeah, sat right. at the other, other barbecue place. He was gorgeous. Yeah. Like there was some, there were some pretty people in Missouri. Maybe I will look it up and see if, where Missouri is. Let's just hope it's, let's hope it doesn't crack the top 25 and then I'll, then I'll call it good. What's Colorado um, while you're there? Uh, I can, I can look it up. I actually don't have it up. Right oh, sorry. I'm but sorry. Give me I'm a second, sorry. and I will. No, 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 no. Well, you looked that up. Best. I got a question for you. Um, so your grilled yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Um, what's yes. your jelly? So I I like just straight up Smucker's strawberry jam. If oh, I can't yeah. have anything else, uh, my mom also makes really good rhubarb jam, and it's just rhubarb. Okay. And that weirds a lot of people out because it's almost always strawberry rhubarb. Interesting. Okay. But yeah. Um that doesn't fucking help. Most obese states. You you found the list. Where does Missouri rank, Johnny? Uh so Missouri ranks at number ten, Mark. Whee! All right. Well so you know that, Texas. that that triple pork sandwich you had, I I saw you gain weight. Whoa. Like my heart hurt after watching you eat it, you know? Now, as uh, as silly as this is, the average weight in in Missouri, which is ranked number eleven, is eighty four kilos. 
I weigh 110 kilos right now. Jesus. Also, what is that for us Americans, yeah. John? You dickhead. Um, <laughs> fuck you. It is, uh, I weigh 245. Why are there fucking ads on my unit converter? What'd you say it was 85 kilos? Uh, uh, yes, 85. Uh, that rounds out, to, Jesus Christ. 187 pounds? There's no fucking way. That's the average. I'm 220, like... Jesus. Yeah, but when you think about it, you've got like a five foot two girl that weighs 110 pounds soaking wet that's going to skew numbers one way. And then you also have tubos like me that weigh 245. In, in, in case you were curious, Mark, Colorado is currently ranked 48. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. What? What's the average body size? How big are we? 79.5 kilos. Wow, I am a fucking fat ass. Okay, time for Mark to make some changes. That's why he quit drinking beer and is only drinking scotch now. Um, Guys, back to my notes here. Next one is, I want a joystick knob. I always have wanted one. I always change my shifter in my car if I can get one. My beautiful wife had one that was a Pokeball when she had her very first stick shift. It was fantastic. If I was to get one, Mark, it, you know it would be either the four-star Dragon Ball or a Premier Ball from Pokemon. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it up and I'm going to do it fancy. And white with fucking red trim is how you do that. Okay. Okay. Um, I would do a scorpion a, in uh, epoxy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, to that end, I definitely had a uh, 1974 Beetle. That is, in case you guys are curious, the 1974 Super Beetle is the original car design for Bumblebee from the Transformers. And I always wanted a Bumblebee with a honeycomb in epoxy as as my ship. That would have been cool as shit. <laughs> right? Like, I always wanted that. But um, anyway, moving on here. You guys, I'm, I'm going to give you a second PSA here. If you are interested at all in sports and documentaries, go watch the, like, 2005 documentary called Murderball. It's all about uh, quadriplegic rugby in the United States, and it's fucking cool as hell. I want to say that's the inspiration for this episode, because that's what they're playing. They're playing um, paraplegic and quadriplegic quadriplegic rugby. Um, yeah, it's super fascinating. I haven't watched it since I was in college, but I remember loving it. Uh, my last yeah, two notes here are both yeah. music cues. Okay, the music you know, cues. You know about Murderball, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I no. Uh, now yeah. that you said it, I I remember. I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, music cues. We have three songs, and this might be the first time we've got um, uh, one artist that does two songs because both times that Bill goes into the uh like disco, if you will, it's the same artist but different songs. So the first song that you hear while he's with everybody is "Dance the Night Away," and the one where he goes back by himself and tries to be all confident on his own and gets totally shafted is for your own these are by the artist steve lang um and then while they're playing their murder ball their quad rugby uh you get to hear probably one of the earlier ways like earlier times this in infiltrated popular media but shipping up to boston by the dropkick murphys makes an appearance mm -hmm. you've heard it a million times before because anytime anything is set in boston you could have a credit card commercial you could have a 
Good Lord. You could have a tampon commercial set in Boston and this is going to be the background song for it. <laughs> um, what's our air date? You said May 2000. This is September 28th of 2008. Okay. So hang on here. So The Departed came out in 2006. That's where that song really kicked off. Um, my bootleg cover or my bootleg of uh, Shipping Up to Boston was off the Departed soundtrack, but then um, okay. there is an episode of The Simpsons, The Departed, that came out in just a sec here if IMDb wants to load. Sorry. And not that I'm trying to disagree with you, but I remember this time, no, and it no. was like, it was, th- this fucking song was all over the place. So March 2nd, 2008 was The Departed. So just throwing that one out there, they used Shipping Up to Boston Okay. six months before this, but... Point is, this was the weird, like, infiltration of that song into America. Remember when we got all weird and fucking, like, it was kind of that, like, weird fucking Irish patty resurgence? Like, It's Always Sunny kind of did it a little bit. Like, people got real, like, the super white folks got real Celtic pridey. Fucking Seamus, like, became the Celtic warrior this time. Like, oh, there was a minute there, Irish people Um, were cool again. They weren't. We didn't try and run them out. We just don't want the Irish mark. So June two thousand and five is when this song came out initially. Came out. I definitely saw them. I want to say later that summer at the Vans Warped tour, where I got this album. It's called The Warriors Code. It is one of the best albums I think I've ever listened to. It's one of those like form formative albums, if you will. Like if I if I was to sum up my musical taste in three albums, pretty much growing up up until high school that's one of them that's one of those three albums it's up there with like hybrid theory and oh probably strictly rude from big d and the kids table like oh you and those three albums meant meant everything to me uh but uh, i remember like i started freaking out because i loved that album i've seen that band three times live I'm i'm actually gearing up to see them a fourth time next year found a found a concert here in germany that they're going to be playing at in july oh fuck that i can go to yeah, they're opening for Green Day, which is badass. Whoa, um, what a cool concert. Also, how weird that the Dropkick Murphys are opening for Green Day. Also, is it the Green I, Day that played in Community? I don't know. No, Mark. I hope so. It is not Green Day. <laughs> I hope you get there and it's Green Day. <laughs> it's not Green Day. Um, anyway, guys, shipping up to Boston, Dropkick Murphys. I freaked out when I heard it everywhere because I loved that that uh, that song. Um, Mark, pros and cons. Give me your pros. Pros. What do you like about this episode? Well, number one, I got a con, and I'm sorry. I guess I'm the drunk one this week. I kind of horsed through that scotch, and I realize I'm being loud and obnoxious, and <laughs> thanks for putting up with me. Uh, pros. <clears throat> sorry, I'm giggling here. Pros. Uh, um, tingling in the hands and feet. You didn't notice this? I thought I was in love. That's hilarious. That's great. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, like this is this is good bill writing this episode is good bill writing because like he doesn't want to be a pant load he's just compelled to be a pa- like literally he is cursed with like pant loadiness and right dude i have never seen a more prescient scene in a cartoon than him just like i'm gonna eat one oreo and then he eats the entire oh, fucking right? package like a goddamn man we dude, have all I, felt that i understand that that resonates with me and like a 
it's it's insane, dude. Like Bill, like it's I looked down the line of level. other avatars, and Bill was like the last avatar of Mark. Like it's insane. Um, I don't even know where this hot dog came from. That's great. <laughs> Lady, he's putting my kids through college. <laughs> For the second time in the run of this show, Johnny, I can make this joke. I woke up this morning with one more ball and the same amount of tours to France titles as Lance Armstrong. Ha ha! I go Lance Armstrong, man. Just strong with one. And I go getting by with one. <laughs> and the last two are my favorite moments. So what are your pros, good buddy? Um, so I think Bill could legitimately find help in Overeating Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous. They're like AA, they're a 12-step program. Um, it's literally, it's an accountability thing and a, a program where you've got a sponsor and people that help you through a lot of this shit, like the cravings that you feel. Um, this is one of the first times I've ever, I think I've ever experienced people talk about overeating as a, as a problem, like something you can't fucking control. And like you said, Bill saying, I don't I don't even know where I got this hot dog. And him just going to town on that thing of cookies. We've all been there. We've all had those super low moments where you just, it happens and then it's done and you feel like the biggest piece of shit afterwards. And so, yeah. Good on you, King of the Hill, for making, making me feel things that I thought I'd repressed that apparently I need to go talk to my therapist about. Yeah, I was going to say, I got something to talk to my therapist about this week. <laughs> right? Um, I feel like this, this episode had such good potential to be a quote unquote project episode for the guys, but we, and it, this maybe yeah. needs to be a con almost. Cause it just like, skips I feel the, like we yeah, missed it skips out on the retro fit. Yeah. We just get the last scenes of that. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So I don't know what, how it ended up in my pros here. I guess we'll just, we'll leave that out there in the ether. It doesn't have to be a pro. Well, I like the um, little bits. I like the bit that we got. I think it's kind of. I don't know. It's real dumb, but just a little bit about that, like extra long pole chain and all right. And also what is the time skip in this? Cause they lowered the entire house in like a day. I think that's what it feels like. And I'm like, okay, just to lower his, his kitchen appliances, you're going to have to dig down or like create a little box shelter for, for like his oven that now is recessed at least nine inches. Yeah. That's the only way. And then you're going to have to lower all of the, the countertops and everything else to be flush with it. Like, yeah, the time the time skip is fucking hard for this. Um, The next pro here, the pacing and the turn when Bill gets drunk, when Bill drunkenly gets up and starts walking around and the big reveal of, oh, he can actually still use his legs. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like near perfect pacing for me. With the rest of this episode and knowing how much longer we have, it's it's the perfect amount of time for him to go. Mm, I need to I need to try and figure out where this confidence came from. If it's still here, I need to figure out why. I need to have my ultimate bottom out again, like Bill always does, which is I'm gonna eat fistfuls of granulated sugar in my kitchen. You you get all of that stuff. Leading up to my last pro here, which is Bill getting to kick someone's ass at the end. He gets his moment of. All right, Weissman, uh, I get to tell you, I get to show you just how fucked up my legs are, just how much gangrene is really in them. Um, and he gets that like comeuppance from the nurse who he's just super shitty to for no fucking reason at the end. Like it's a solid ending here. Okay. 
At least I, I definitely, I find some satisfaction in it, but yeah. Um, so those are my pros here. What did you not like about this episode, Mark? Not to totally disagree with you, but my first one is I don't. Okay. So I like Weissman. I don't like what a shithead he is to his nurse because the nurse is right. Bill would only, he would just benefit from diet counseling and he'd be fine. You know, like, which is kind of what he does anyway. And it's okay. He would benefit, yeah, sure, and Weissman is an asshole, but, like, again, I'd, I'd find myself on the side of Weissman, and then Bill goes and assaults a doctor, and, like, I don't know whose ass Bill should be going and kicking, because there is an ass that needs to be kicked. He can't assault his army doctor, who got him first, like, so... Right. Okay. Okay. I just don't like that... Again, I, I don't think that Weissman is a bad character, and I don't like that he gets his ass kicked in the end because he didn't do anything wrong. He told Billy he needs to make some changes or he's going to die, you know? Yeah, he just, like, he lacks almost all empathy for it, and that's why it, it's satisfying to me to see him get his get his ass kicked. I also yeah. know that, like, Bill isn't, Bill isn't going to, like, hospitalize this dude. He's going to get in a couple of good pot shots and walk away. It's Bill. I mean, also, okay. He's not taking him sticking. He's taking him sticking. All right, we settle <laughs> things at Chateau de la Tour de Trieve. Just rips a two by four out of the wall. Right. Okay, okay, what is what is Bill's finisher move? The chocolate sandwich cookie smash or infinite walrus? <laughs> Ooh. It's an anime move. I don't know what they are. An infinite walrus, he turns into a walrus and, like, shoots the guy. Because that's the misdirect. And then in Chocolate Cookie Sandwich, he just, like, smashes the guy. But, yeah. Yeah, think about that. Uh, Moving on. Thunder's a chud. I hate Thunder. <laughs> the, Fuck, he's obnoxious. What? Mark, Mark, it's the Lenore Substitution Jutsu. That's his finisher. <laughs> So I go, so me like using my like fucking Hank, like blue flame of valor punch. I like wind up for it and you know, damn it, Bill. And why do you keep calling me Bill? And he like turns into a fucking Lenore shaped chunk of tree. (laughs) Yeah. It's got the dress on. It's great. (laughs) Summoning Jutsu, Lenore the Iguana. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's a DLC. That's the DLC costume. DLC costume. Okay, moving on. Thunder's a chud. I fucking hate Thunder. He is obnoxious. He is abrasive. Fuck you, dude. We get it. You're handicapped and fucking capable, dog. Shut up. You're not a cool person. You seem to be like a fucking rapist anytime you're on screen. Fuck. Come here. Sit on me. I can vibrate. Fuck you. That is sexual harassment. I don't care if you can fucking stand up for it or not. Further cons. Wheatgrass. Disgusting. Further cons. Bill's multiple stabbing of himself with his fucking meter. I hate that shit. I don't know why. I remember this scene in this episode of Bill, like, number one in the club doing it, or in the bar, you know, and, oh, I am, see, and then he's not, but then he does it again. I hate that. I just, he, I don't know. I I don't have a problem with, like, self-harm and shit, but, like, that actually got to me, and that is a weird moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, buddy? Cons? Um, and they're not as intense as yours as I don't think, except for this first one, and it's that um, Bill keeling over in the very beginning is one hundred percent heart disease. It is not a sugar crash. 
Um, there is no part of me that watches this episode every single time and goes, oh, Bill died. Like, Bill just had a fucking heart attack. His heart exploded. His, 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 his aorta just decided, all right, game's fucking over. Like, gonna John Ritter they, it. they treat it so, they, they just, they treat it so casually. And, like, you, anybody that's been watching this pant load for 13 seasons knows that he, he's bound for it, right? Like, He's going to die in a bathroom so like so large they can't cut it get him for weeks. Yeah, he's going to block the door and Uh-huh. So, I just I don't believe it. Well, um, but you know per Peggy's Buck Strickland, like we've watched Buck Strickland have how many heart attacks real and faked and he's always okay, so heart attacks aren't a death yeah, sentence. I guess but Buck Strickland also has money. Like he has money to keep getting stents and and bypasses and all this other shit. Bill is actively enlisted. So does he. Mm, <laughs> yes. Like, I think you're giving the VA hospital more credit than they deserve. Ask any vet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm talking. This is 2008. You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all of Peggy's meals for Bobby throughout this episode, huge con. Uh, because they're fucking awful. That's all just terrible. Even the onion at the end, like, or at the, in that first one, like, oh, poor guy. Oh, yeah, dude. Give uh, him, like, straight nori. It's just like, here, Bob, have some fucking salt, you poor kid. <laughs> right. My last one here, and I really, I hope that you love this deep cut, Mark, but we never got Sean's super phone. We never got an episode about him, and I'm really sad. <laughs> I had that note. What are you renaming yourself? So I guess I'll just ask you, what are you what are you changing your name to? DJ. DJ? I've always wanted to be a DJ. It's my brother's nickname. That's real weird, John. <laughs> it's it, it's you blame the fucking 90s, dude. DJ was everywhere. Or like the two letter name, you know? Alright, alright. If you yeah, really no. want to look at it, man, I'm 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 technically, and this is weird because I fucking hate him in Scrubs, but I'm technically a JD. You are? 100%? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, what about you? What, what would your name? I don't know. Something fucking cool. I want like an African name like Mbutu. I want to be like Mbutu O'Malley. Okay. I don't know why. I just, I'm tired of Mark Jones. It's boring. It doesn't. Yeah, Mark Jones. What's he do? Nothing. What's fucking Mbutu O'Malley do? <laughs> fucking he's a badass is what he does. You know, fuck with this man. I know. I've also I like I like Russian names too, so I would definitely be okay with something like Vlad. Good strong like Grigory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd be into that. And I mean also I guess like, you know, if I can be a total dick about it, just like Heracles. Heracles Jones? I'm a <laughs> fucking private eye. Fuck you. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Very good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was dumb. I derailed us again. No, it's well, that's the end of my con. So, I mean, we're to favorite moments, buddy. What uh, what stood out here? Um, I've got two. Um, I'm inspiring like you and FDR and Larry Flint. <laughs> Bill cried on the floor. It's <laughs> <That was> great. It's <laughs> <And laughs> great. Um... And then I diagnosed you with diabetes, not cryabetes. <laughs> so fucked up. 
Whatever, fuck no, man, fucking Weissman's on point. Like, oh look, Fatty's back here to whine about it. Like, but also he didn't listen. He said this is what's going to happen. Like, his scare tactic worked, and you know, like Bill should be grateful. Like, this man ultimately got Bill back into shape, and he repays him by kicking his ass. It ain't right, man. See, I don't know. I don't think that he's the one who who fixed Bill. I definitely think it's Thunder that did. Had Weissman not told Bill he was going to lose his legs and just got him a wheelchair, then he would not have rolled into the park. And there you go. Not leading Thunder to believe that he was paralyzed. And just because he's a paraplegic doesn't mean he can't use his legs, Johnny. Also, that was a really good moment we didn't call out. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's in my favorite moment, so it was coming. Well, fuck me. I guess I can cut that out or I'll leave it in. Johnny, what's your favorite moment? Do you have more than one? <laughs> I do, I do. Okay, good. Then uh, I, can I have just because he's a... Just, yeah, I, I, you don't have to cut it out. We're good. Just because he's a paraplegic doesn't mean he can't walk. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, but the last one is just a bunch of fucking syllables, buddy. O- okay. Sco. <laughs> sco. I like the sco. <laughs> that is, this is a good Dale episode. I really like how, like, fuck yeah. that Dale is over the prospect of Bill dying. Like, there's that bit he's, like, crying in his house. He's so brave. Right? He's not trying to steal his shit like he was during the last couple of times we've seen him almost die. He's not trying to steal the silk pajamas? <laughs> yeah, he would have wanted me to have them. <laughs> Con. <laughs> Continuity. Unfucking cool, guys. Oh, shit. Here we are. You want a Raider? You got anything well, else to say? or? No, like, I I mean, as far as, as season openers go, um, for a last season episode, like episode one, if you will, this is, I mean, it's solid. It does its job. I, I wouldn't have been upset if I had to wait four or five months and to get King of the Hill and this is what popped up. You know? Okay. okay. Um s- scale of charcoal to blue flame, I gave it a butane. It's middle of the wo- middle of the road. This episode, every time I watch it though, it always reminds me I need to be taking better care of myself. Hence the mm. bike ride I took to the store today. Dude, um man. like I actually went out and I walked around and, and got some steps today, like worked my heart. Went up and down my stairs. There's fucking 50 of them. Apparently, I only need to do that twice a day for heart health. But <laughs> hot damn, I did it. Proud of you. So, yeah. Um, what about you, man? What'd you, what'd you rate this bad boy? Well, uh, I get to use the sound effect for the first time in season 13. It's a two-tone. <laughs> my dad says butane, butane, um, butane. Yeah, it's butane. real middle of the road. It's fine. I don't hate it, but... Um, I don't know. We, we, we kind of already, you know, we talked earlier on about like this type of episode and this isn't my favorite type of this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, shit, here we are, man. Last, the last leg of Dangle podcast, so to speak. Unlucky number 13. It's only unlucky cause we don't have more. Yeah. Well, so I guess for, uh. At least, you know, one more 13th time. Or the, I don't know what you call it. I was going to be cute. I can't be cute. Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, uh, for the 236th time, I can tell you I still love King of the Hill. What about you, buddy? Yeah, man. I'm still into King of the Hill. I, here we go, dude. Like, this is, 
God damn, this is like our fucking like last Charger Rohan, you know, man. Like, oh yeah. I mean, yes, it will be over months, but still, here this is the beginning of the end of all things, and it's it's a weird come, place. Come February, as I say, come February, we're gonna see Gandalf crest the hill on on you know first light on the fourth day. Ride for ruin, ride for the blue flame, for all the free realms of McManerberry. On hey, you, on the, you, riders of Highland of County. Sound. What? Sorry. Let the horn of Supanusinpon sound in the deep one more time. Let the colon horn of Supanusinpon sound in the doctor of his office once again. <laughs> there has to be a morning after. <laughs> Johnny, where do these people find us? This is insanity. Uh, yeah, it, this, yeah, if you guys are still with us after this episode, then you've got some, their last some fortification. This is it. They're just like, fuck you guys. Fuck this noise. We can't tolerate your bullshit. Stop drinking on the show. <laughs> uh, guys, you can find Mark and I at the Dang Old Podcast. We are on, uh, let's see, we're on Blue Sky. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. It's all Dang Old Podcast. You can find us there. we got a Facebook group. You want to reach out to us on email, we're dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. I am Krautball. Krautus and Sour Krautball, as in Swedish meatball. Uh, Mark, where can they find you? Um, yeah, really quick. The blue sky is actually a high hammock, but that's okay. Um... Oh, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's the one where I'm like, I'm done doing three fucking accounts at once. We're just managing everything from the same. Um, yeah, so, hi, Hammock at Blue Sky Social. Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find us at one of our two sister podcasts. The Two Wizards Podcast, where me and our buddy Josh, well, we stare into that void so you don't have to. Or, or you can check me out, and sometimes you can check Johnny out on the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, a weekly cinematic review podcast where me and our buddy Brad and Johnny and all the members of High Hammock are represented, and we come together to talk about movies that we love and discuss them. Johnny, you were just on The Thing a month ago. I realize this reference is oh, yeah. out of time, but still, you were just on The Thing. It was a great episode. Um, go check us out over there, and listeners, thank you for being here. As we now rocket into season 13, I know there are some of you who have been here from the beginning, and I love you. And I know that there are some of you who showed up in the middle and listened to all of us, and I love you. And I know that there are some of you in, you know, that have just showed up here at the tail end. And why are you here? I don't care. I love you too. Thank you for being here. Um, my name is Mark, and I sell propane and propane accessories. I forgot how to end. It's cool. My name's Johnny, and I'm a propane wizard, and we will see you all next week. Let's go.